gentlemen, welcome back into the podcasting studio here at uh, Maison de Stuart Late uh, with me, Natalie, and Stuart Late <laughs> for Hello. another episode of Who's Raven On? Yeah, it is a bit of a podcasting booth sort of feel to this one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I like good. the. There's a printer here. There's some <laughs> office, office papers. Feel, yeah, yes. it's got a corporate. You know, a touch Very professional. of home home corporate. <laughs> you know, it's corporate without being sort of too invasive, intrusive, right. and, and intimidating. Exactly. All, all, all we need words. all we need is a biscuit dispenser, and we'd be <gasps> in with the. Actually, I could which really hasn't featured like before. Although we did, we did hear the doctor's love of biscuits. Yes. This episode again. But we haven't really seen the biscuit dispenser in action. I don't know. No. Is that a complaint on the series? I don't know. You be <laughs> what, the judge. You're saying it's promised a lot and then it's well, slightly yeah, under-delivering. And then slightly under-delivering. Yeah, maybe. That, uh, maybe that biscuit dispenser mm. is emblematic. Well, we are here to talk about <laughs> episode six. Yes. Demons of the Punjab. More than halfway. More than... Oh, that's right, because there's only 10, there's isn't there? There's 10 episodes this season, oh, so you we only, are, we're over the hump. You only have to deal with me for another four weeks, Stu. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's been... That's oh, awesome. Well, and then this trying time is nearly over. Yeah. Well, can I, just, can I just first of all put a sing out to anyone who might be listening in Ipswich? I'm doing a show in Ipswich this Saturday night <laughs> coming. Just get right out of the way. Look, I need to, because nobody in Ipswich is buying tickets. Totally. And I went, you know what? If I spend a bit of money going to Ipswich, Ipswich people will be really happy that something's coming to them and they'll buy tickets and that will be good. And they're not. So if you are in Ipswich, I don't mean to sound ungrateful. Like maybe people just don't know, but it's a bit scary when you're self-funding your own amateur dramatics and they're not, (laughs) I'm underselling. It's not amateur. It's not dramatical. It's a comedy. It's a professional show that you're putting on. It's love hate actually. It's very good. It's at studio 188 right in Brisbane street in Ipswich. Mm. It's a bit confusing Brisbane street in Ipswich, (laughs) but you get my point. I'm sure they're used to it. And um, it's only $28 and you can go on to studio188.com.au. Please buy a ticket if you're in Ipswich for Saturday the 17th of November. <laughs> if you're listening after that time, um, you missed a great show. But if it's before the 21st or 22nd of November, you could still see us at the Powerhouse, which I'll talk to you about next week. <laughs> if you're listening after November of 2018... Mm-hmm. Um, how is the future? Yes. I hope it's better. Mm. Maybe Donald Trump isn't there anymore. Yeah. Oh, imagine is that. There, is there rocket packs yet? Hopefully. Is there jet packs? Jet packs, jet boards, jet, just a personal jet for just everyone. Jets all over the place. Just get, are we getting jets around? Jets of all shapes and sizes. Are we getting around in my preferred transport mode of the future, mm. which is chairlifts? <laughs> just a huge connecting network of sky lifts, mm. sky chairs, Forget chairlifts. Forget your monorails. Forget um, your pneumatic tubes. No, no. Funiculars, funicular. Ha! <laughs> um, I want chairlifts. I want dangling feet. Um, yes. oh, maybe, absolutely. maybe I don't know. Maybe for winter there should be an enclosed ver- enclosed version for colder climates. But look, just rug up. You people, can't people work it out. look. You can't. You can't. Ha- you won't have traffic problems. Mm. No one will stress getting to work because the chairlift moves at a very regular pace. <laughs> And it's just going to solve a lot of ish- rage issues, a lot of access issues. Imagine that oh. we can just shut down all the roads and everyone travels via chairlift. Via chairlift. Like 10, 20 metres up in the sky. Mm. And so we can have parks everywhere. Totally. You know, just and animals. Big, long, just very r- long, thin parks. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> just like a spaghetti bowl of yeah. chairlift. <laughs> 
I've gotten way off track already. Okay, well, four minutes in. Um, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. Not, People are not our, not our record. <laughs> People so. are screaming at me to get on with it. Um, <laughs> am I just trying to delay sort of the emotion I feel talking about this episode? This is Demons of the Punjab. It, it is. is a sort of personal. Uh, no, we should never go back into somebody's personal history and mess with it. Okay, let's just go okay, do it this do once. Yeah. <laughs> um, going not, back, not the first time the show has done that. No, definitely won't be the last. That's but, right. Yeah. Um, Yaz wanted to know more about her grandmother's mysterious hmm. youth, yeah. which she doesn't like to talk about. And we go back to find um, India on the brink of partition into yes. India and Pakistan. I do like that. You know, we had the situation where everyone was very nervous about the Rosa Parks episode. They yes. were like, "Oh, you know, I really hope they deal with this. You know, sensitive uh, historical event. Uh, you know, in a in a sensitive way. Yeah. You know, and then the show's like, hold my beer. Uh, well, let's deal with the partition of India, everyone. Woo! <laughs> well, it's interesting because it isn't a subject that people would know as much about. No, yeah, yeah. And Possibly. I don't know. Like, yeah. I'm I'm aware of the basics and I have a, a which we can touch on a bit more because mm. I touch on it in my recap. Um, I have sort of a basic working knowledge of Indian history. Yes. By no means complete in any way. I couldn't tell you sort of a lot of names, dates, no. but in term, certainly in terms of... British under Indian, uh, sorry, India under British rule um, is, is where I know. So obviously events leading up to independence is um, really interesting, but it's yeah. not as well known as it should be. So no, that's right. like, I think kudos for doing an episode set at this time yeah. and just even the, the, the idea that a, a state was created for a religion, mm. you know, is even quite a strange thing. Having said that, Obviously, Israel was created for the same reason, but <laughs> that that used to that was a thing, and that's what totally, has led yes. to troubles. Is that oh no, well people of this religion, you go over here, and people of sure. this religion go over here, even though you may be ethnically the same, I guess, but the religion yes. is what separates you. Absolutely, yeah. It was it was it was literally one of those situations where the 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 British rulers of India just went, this is far too hard. Why don't we just separate everyone? Yes, but and, as I understand it, they mm. they they were kind of responding to some That's groups right. who had wanted Within that. Within India, exactly. Yeah. So um, I I, I want to say early on, and I put this in my recap, and I hope nobody gets angry at me. There was a beautiful quote from, um, if I can just say, the crumpet of the episode, <laughs> Prem. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, but Mm. we're talking... You could see what Yaz's grandmother saw in it. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yes, you know why she wanted him to come back from the war. Um, Again, I'm sorry that I'm being sexist and demeaning, but I do it to everyone. I'm an equal opportunity dirty old woman, is what I'm saying. But he he was a very handsome man, is is all I'm saying. Sure. And um, he has this moment before, you know, when it's all looking very grim, and he says, we all used to live together... Muslim, Hindu, Sikh, and now we're all tearing each other apart. And that's not strictly true. There there had yeah. been secular sectarian violence amongst those religions sure. within India for many hundreds of years at certain times. Um, obviously, the British came in, made it a lot worse. Yes. Um, not going to deny that, not trying to deny that. But I Deliberately think, and undeliberately, like in yeah. some cases deliberately oh, of to course. You know, help and, them out. And, and in some cases because they they exploited what was naturally there. Totally, yes. Oh, look, here's a bit of a crack in society. Let's yeah, kind let's of move in and drive exploit Drive a wedge. That. Oh, the, you know, the Muslims want to retain this. Let's then let them do this to the Hindus and vice mm. versa. So um, not trying to take anything away from that, but saying that it's a it's a, it was a little bit too good to be true to say we were all living here in harmony and it was all love and kindness. And then 
this has happened and we're all different. I, yeah. I, I thought that was a little bit over-egged. Um, why did I bring that up? I'm confused, Stu. Uh, well, we were, we were talking about we were talking about how the episode sort of deals yes. with the whole issue. So that so it kind of it's good to learn about partition and learn That's about right, that exactly. sectarian violence, but not I think just stop at the oh it was because of this that everyone went crazy. It, it was sure it was a challenging element, but to to say that oh nothing had been there before is a little bit. Um, not true. I sure. Think. Yes. So yes, yes, I, yes. I guess maybe people use it as a standing, a jumping off point for further research into. Yeah, which I think is what it was meant into to the be. history it's, of. Yeah, it's a show for kids. Like true. If, if anything, it's meant to sort of start that start the people. Yes. You know, Wikipediaing partition of India. That's right. You know, and and I I thought it was really interesting. Um, I forget I was on Twitter this week. Um, you know, on the Doctor Who hashtag and just seeing people's reactions to the the episode. Um, I forget the Twitter, I, I meant to write them down and I forgot to, but someone made a very good point that, you know, Doctor Who is a British show and the partition of India is something that's taught in British schools, you know, just as part of their general mm. history, whereas it wouldn't be in America. And yes. And that is why I think this episode has a bit of license to sort of skip over a bit of that stuff, like just sort of take it take a lot of it as red like they, they say what's going on and they, mm. they say what's going to happen but then they just sort of go off with the story True. whereas with with the rosa episode they really really like hammer home the details of who rosa parks is what she did because it's not something that's not necessarily taught, taught well. in british schools oh, okay it's familiar to american audiences but doctor who is a british show mm. and it's a show that's made primarily like you know like it's obviously watched the world the world over mm. but it's a show that's primarily made and for british people and mm. so it's sort of this is something that british people would perhaps be more familiar with which is why maybe this episode feels a bit different to the rosa episode mm. in how it approaches its subject matter where it sort of sort of touches on it but then Oh, but we're in this story now. And this yes. is something that's happening in the midst of this big And also thing. because there's a huge Indian diaspora in Britain. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, and as there would be in America, but I think maybe proportionally or because of that colonial history that mm. you have a lot more um, people of Indian descent in... Um, totally, And yes. Pakistani descent, like Yaz, in um, the UK. Absolutely. So it's the, the, those stories are more connected. Mm. And so for me, um, I had some problems with this episode as I probably have had with a lot of the episodes that we've talked about and I had some questions but also um I really enjoyed it possibly the most of any episode so far I was going to say I was really I was really pleased to see you write that in your recap because it's probably my favorite episode of the season so far yeah if only because of the relationship that Yaz has with her grandmother and that ringing very true to me and Mm. I'm sorry to bring up my grandmother again but it (laughs) It's Queen because she's well, she's on the kind of I guess the British side of that um, Anglo-Indian relationship. Her father was a Parsi Indian Hmm. um, businessman, a metals trader. If you go to my recap, you can see a photo that um, I have of him. And he met my great grandmother in London. She was a receptionist at the hotel where he worked. And they married, and he was a lot older than her, and he was a Zoroastrian, and she was a you know English country girl, but not particularly religious because my grand didn't grow up religious really. Yeah. And um, she grew up in the late twenties, early thirties, a lot of the time in Mumbai. Yes. 
and has this sort of Indian childhood sure. in the last days of the Raj, as the, the it were. Way, the way a lot of British children did in those yes, sort of times. But yes, but she was also, she was, you know, Anglo, Anglo, Anglo-Indian. Yes. In, in a way because of her, but her father was a Zoroastrian, so he wasn't a Hindu Indian mm. or a Muslim. The Zoroastrians are this very small sure. religion that um, worships Zoroaster. And when you die in Zoroastrianisms, you have to um, have an air burial, a sky burial. Oh, right, so okay. they put they that. put you out at the Tower of Silence yes. yeah, yeah. because they believe that putting your body into the earth um, or burning it is like a pollution to the earth. Right. Yeah, and yeah. so you don't do that. So what you do is you put, lay the body out. There's a ritual... And then you let vultures come mm. and pick at the corpse. Yes, and then you it and they take away. it all away, that's and then it. you clean up the bones and put them in a place, and that's that. And apparently, my uncle Norman, um, who was my is, was my grand's younger f- uh, brother, he died earlier this year, but he had looked into apparently at some point whether he could you know be buried oh, right. at the Tower of Science. It's a bit not, bit not tricky, really a thing. Yeah. but I was up reading up on this, and apparently at one of the key tower of silence places they've had a, a problem with getting enough vultures because oh. of um like a bacteria that is in or a um something that's in medicine that's actually affecting vultures anyway i, I went into a rabbit hole it's apparently a problem with vultures <laughs> right. that's affecting zoroastrians and how they can right. be buried but it's a really interesting religion but it's obviously a minority within yes. you know the the the, the big landmass that is sure. the subcontinent um but she has this um like her middle her, her maiden name was Kambata mm. and her middle name which she forgot she even had until I found a birth certificate <laughs> or something somewhere or I think it was her enrollment into the the navy in the war yeah and her middle name was Zindhu right and I was like that's so cool you have this middle name she was like do I what <laughs> she totally forgotten she had a, an Indian middle name well when you get as old as Queen Page and, you forget a lot of things and... but she's generally got a really good memory no, and right, she has yeah. she has these amazing memories of being a girl in you know summers in Mumbai where they would mm. it sounds a bit like Dr. Evil his summers in Mumbai <laughs> we would go to the mountains and hunt tigers but she remembers seeing a tiger having been hunted lying next to the railway tracks and she just yeah. remembers this creature being spread and it was, she said it was huge it was so long and its tongue was black and rolling out of its mouth yeah. she has these very um distinct memories and one night in the cabins they used to have men who would walk around banging drums and lighting fires to keep tigers yeah. away and one night like a guy left and the fire went out and she woke up there was this tiger at her window like bars on the window with this tiger going like just Hello. looking in going hey and you so she tasty. remembers that and of course that was just her childhood and she didn't know that it was necessarily wrong it just is what was what it was sure she got married in 1948 and then she and my granddad went to India on their honeymoon and they trekked all up and around that and top when half was the India. partition again partition was 47 47 so right so just she's after gone there just happened. after partition yeah to catch up with her that's, granddad that's so very your grandmother it's it's so my gran. It's so my gran. But they hiked all up and around the Hindu Kush and, you know, they went... What, in the middle of all this craziness well, that was going on? Or I guess after the then? worst of it, perhaps. Yeah. Or maybe they were in areas it wasn't. But I haven't actually had that conversation with her. Sure. So I really must Skype her. And um, I was yeah, considering sort of doing it, it today, but I was so busy recapping. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm just going to get into a long conversation. Um, but I will try and ask her because I don't think she would have seen um, that much. But she... Um, certainly, you know, New India to be a place of poverty and disadvantage mm, for a lot of people. Totally, yeah. But that was it was just a different um, uh, life. And she, yeah, she loves the country. She went there oh, a couple of did she go there again a couple of years ago? But she's she's been back a, a few times. Okay, right. Um, she, it would have changed a whole bunch since. Yeah, since that's right. Back, yeah. And um, so I had this, you know, because I have this lovely relationship with my gran, mm. and I 
was thinking about if the doctor, you know, presented me with the opportunity to go back and meet my grand. Well, your grand was like a doctor as a character. Like she was incredible. So yeah, she, you know. yeah. If I could go back and meet my grand, my grand joined the Wrens at seventeen. She'd been bombed in the Blitz and her back had been broken essentially, and then she gets better and joins up at seventeen mm. and um, spent the last three years of the war in active service. And um, it's, it's this in- incredible – and I would go back and meet her in a heartbeat. Yeah. And what was really interesting, and I don't have a photo, I didn't take it, but just on my recent trip up to Vanuatu, why I got a bit out of um, timing with my Doctor Who recaps, is I was looking through some of her albums and found this chap that she had a lot of pictures with from one of her stations in oh, Beirut or something. Yeah. And I was like, was he your boyfriend? She was like, no, no, no. Well, maybe, I suppose, we, we we would go out. But she said, we didn't sleep together, if that's what you mean. We didn't do that in those days. But she had lots of pictures of him. So she obviously had, you know, a bow or something. Yes, that's and it. given that this was Yaz and her, like, her first love, that made me think, it's like, oh, how, like, I, I don't I just had personal, I guess, um, emotional stuff coming yeah, totally. through that yeah, relationship yeah, yeah. that made me like this episode and I guess maybe overlook some of the other questions that I had about it, but I still have questions. Absolutely. So yes. I'll hand over to you because I've just been rambling now for ages, but what what was your take? or? No, no, I really liked it. I thought it was a really nice... Uh, I thought it handled the issue of the, the broader historical event quite well because it focused on the personal story of these characters. Yes. Right? So instead of instead of making the whole episode about you know, this big, horrible thing that's happening. We zero in and use this, these characters and this, and this story to tell the broader mm. story, which I thought was really smart. It was really a really good way to do that. Um, the, I forget their names already, um, the, the aliens in the... In the um, uh, the Vajazzlers. The Vajazzlers, very nice. I think they're like Valgerian. <laughs> sure. But it could have not? been Thalgerian like because the, of the I accents. I like their design a lot with all the eyes. I thought that was really cool. Well, um, I called them, I think I said costumes by um, Alien Samurai Pig Cosplay. Yeah, that's com. right, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that's the best I can come up with. They're very cool. They were very cool. They, they look cool. I like the idea of them. Um, I think the they were hurt. And I think this episode will play better in the future if you just watch it by itself. Because I think in the context of the last couple of weeks, we've had three weeks in a row now where the monsters have been misunderstood. Oh, right. You know, like, yes. you know what I mean? Like, like where turns out the real enemy is man. Yes. You know, like it just, just one of those things where it's like, it is, oh, yeah. man is the true monster. And we are actually, you know, these demons are actually misunderstood. They're, they're not, they're not yeah. bad. and. And, and, and again, I, I noticed with the, the undercutting that we were talking about last week and how the Doctor... I know that you've been saying that you really want the Doctor to have that moment. Yes. I am the yeah. Doctor. And she kind of got into it a bit with the um, Vajazzlers um, saying, I know who you are. I know what you do. And yeah. I am going to stop you. I'm going to stop you. This is protected. You know, this yeah. place is protected. And, and then, then it's like, like yeah. oh, no, we're actually yeah, oh, guys. Oh, you, you, you're thinking of like... You know, we're not into that anymore. We've yeah, changed. We're, we've changed now. This is what we do. And she's we, like... We started oh, yoga and we just... That's actually much more in, in line mm. with what I'd be into. Yeah, so. we started taking Herbalife. Have you yeah, tried yeah. it? <laughs> oh, it's that, really that could easy be something for the doctor be, in international... Yeah. international uh, multi-level marketing. Intergalactic yeah. multi-level marketing. Have you tried these essential oils? <laughs> I, I recently added... Um, I recently got added to two groups or recommended to two groups on Facebook. We may have talked about this already. One is an anti-multi-level marketing mm. group and one is a fat cat appreciation group. Yes. So my Facebook feed is all just ranting about 
pyramid schemes yep. and and fat, and, fat, cat, and fat, devotion fat to fat fat chunky cats. <laughs> it's just the t- that's all my. I don't see anybody else's posts now. I don't know how to minimize it, that so sa- I maybe only get. Like, that sounds like a pretty good Facebook feed to me. It's like- pretty good, but there's only so much ranting about <laughs> pyramid schemes that you can yes, do. Very true. I am astonished that they're still a thing but they're, they're still a thing um but yeah so yeah that's i guess why i brought <laughs> we've changed we've, we've developed changed. we now work from home <laughs> it's amazing we're making real money <laughs> just worshiping people who've never been noticed before <laughs> so yes yeah, so i have a few as the the doctor kind of has this speech to them but they're not the bad guys that so it's no, exactly. where was so that it- speech against Manish, Manish, the brother, the younger brother. Yeah, Where and, was and her telling him off? Seems and... weirdly detached from that conflict. Yes. Um, and again, yeah. she is a white British woman. Well, exactly. And that, that's, that's why she doesn't get involved. White, and I, so I yeah. get that. I get that. Yes. And that I can see why that is important to Weird go. that Yaz doesn't get more involved in that, though. Yeah, that's right. Um, and um, and and uh, I can understand that she's there. Her brain is a bit scrambled. She's dealing with all this sort of stuff and finding yeah. out that her grand had this whole other life hmm. or a, a whole other life planned, I should say, which was disrupted. And so she's feeling, I guess, maybe a bit of guilt that she exists because she initially wasn't supposed to or for whatever it was but she's not able to step up and and I, and I, again I get it you can't sort of come trampling in and go you're all wrong but the doctor does do that to a lot of people to a lot to a lot of people who happen time. to like have scaly reptilian faces yeah. or something but when they do it on earth in established history it exactly. becomes a problem it becomes really difficult yeah. to deal with and I guess I find that frustrating because how do you mash up and and maybe there's more stuff in old series of who where that used to happen and maybe i just don't know of how they used to handle it or um maybe it's got established Mm. norms around it so i'm i'm happy to admit my ignorance there in terms of early series of who but i I still feel that there could be you know no stop no no exactly yeah and and the thing is like this seems to be a a very very non-interventionist doctor yes much more so than like the previous few incarnations and that's, like yeah you know you, you imagine like a david Tennant or a matt smith or even a peter capaldi in this situation sort of stepping in and going no damn it i'm gonna save this family or something mm. you know i mean we had the whole thing with one of the big arcs of peter capaldi's doctor was that he looked like a dude like because peter capaldi played a guy in the vesuvius episode oh yes and then he came back and played the doctor so they actually built that into the story where the doctor had like chosen like subconsciously chosen that face to sort of remind him no you can change things if you if you want to. yeah and i for me and I, i have this in my recap but one of the big unanswered questions for me is she says to Yaz, for Yaz to exist, Prem has to die and he has yes. to die today. Yeah. And the demons have seen it in the spooky time waves and sure. it can't be changed. Mm. It's a fixed time. And she's just like, oh, okay. But in the past, the doctor would often see that as a challenge. Yeah. Like how can you know, I get like, around this? You know, there's always an out, you know, there's always yeah. a loophole. There's always a, and, um, I just thought, well, he doesn't have to die to, so Yaz can exist. He just has to not impregnate Yaz's, like Yaz just Yaz's grandmother needs to to think he's dead to think he's dead or to move on. And I thought I thought for sure like and this is the thing with the new series this this current series that watch like had, was cracked and so you immediately think to yourself oh well 
like at the end of the day, at the end, it's going to mean that like the, the bullet hit it or something. Oh, but it I turns see. Out he didn't die or something, but but that's all that you know. Yaz's grandmother has to remind him of, of Prem. But no, he just dropped it and it, yes. it smashed. You know what I mean? Like, yes. like it's just sort of like, oh, okay. It was not as well, and it was kind of sweet. They turned it into like a sweet moment. I did but, think that was a sweet yeah, moment, um, um, but it was but, you know, like as you portentous. Get, as you it are be. presented with this item at the mm. start of the episode that, that, it, that has been it, broken. Yes, and it's like I wonder how it got broken, yes. and you think, oh well, I'm sure it'll be something, and then it, no, it's just a thing, and that's mm. sort of this this series of Doctor Who in a nutshell. It's just sort of no, it just happened. Yeah, things just sweet happened. moment, but not as like sweet moment, not as like whoa as it could have been. Yeah, and I just for me thinking about it was, you know, obviously it's it's a lot for Yaz to deal with that she's mm. gone through all this and seen how things were. For she doesn't seem totally like she doesn't seem too conflicted throughout. No, most of the episode. and she seems to accept quite happily that oh yes, um, he's going to die and I'll live. Like to me, there could have been yeah. more tension there with her going. She says at one point to the doctor, we can't allow that to happen. The doctor says, Prem's going to die today. And she says, we can't let that happen. Yeah. And, and the doctor like, says, we have to, to make sure that you, with, you know, that you, your nanny yeah. meets your granddad and has you eventually. And she's just she's like, like, kind like, of okay. like, oh, okay. And, and to me, there's, there's so much conflict there. There's so much internal, like, yeah. oh, but my, to live, this man has had to die for me, either needing to accept it and go, you know, holy crap! I'm yeah. I'm really struggling with this. This I've gone back and I see why you don't go back. And I I've messed with it. And now this man has died, and yeah. he was a good man. Um, or trying to go, no, he deserves to live. Maybe we can have both. Or going, stepping up in front of him and going, no, let me. Like I just thought maybe she could have rushed out at the end to go, no, you know, kill me instead or something like that. Um, have have something to go. This isn't right. This isn't and and almost seeing her grandmother you know, going, no, my grandmother deserves this. Maybe mm. I shouldn't be here. Maybe it would be better if I wasn't having, or at least yeah. having that internal debate before going, no, I, I'm selfish. I, I choose my own life. And so. Yeah. Or, or, or even having, or having Prem step in to save her, maybe like maybe yes. she's in, she's under threat and Prem steps in to, to save that's her. Right. And that's the catalyst. He and jumps that, in front of and her. And that sort of, Ties the ties the loop off. Yeah, of, that's right. You know, oh, he you, had to you, die. You had oh to no, die. I caused him to die. Yeah, or I, you know, and, I was and, trying and to help. Yeah, I, I should and, I should have stayed away, but actually, I interfered in my own history and created yes, myself. Yes, almost. as as opposed to coming, you know, as opposed to what it was, which was just like, oh, we'll turn away because the demons are watching it now. So we turn away. Yeah, walk and slowly away. Listen to a gunshot. Very very and just look a bit sad. But but we're very sad about it. But like this has to happen. Bye everyone. Bye. Yeah, and I I just felt there was so much more they could have played with with that in terms yeah. of how responsible Yaz feels. And I mean, I guess that's... She was a little bit at the end going, mm. oh, but my grand got out, my grand got out. And I understand the importance of going, no, I need my grand to have had her life, but just be a bit upset or a bit yeah. traumatised. And then at the end, she has that lovely... I really liked the coda at the end with her grand saying, you know, well, you I don't like need too. to tell yeah, me about the really, watch. Really good. I thought that was really good because I think that the older um, uh, actor against Yaz was just played it really beautifully and... Um, you know, I love that they had that little moment uh, and it was nice that Yaz said, are you happy with how your life turned out? And do you, do you, you know, do you, did you love granddad? Was that all okay? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, she is kind of assuaging her own guilt. So it would exactly. be good to play that up more and go, um, was there anything you wish you could have had? And I'm so sorry, grand, you didn't get the life you thought you were going to have. And, and, and just sort of 
have some knowledge that she can't tell her gran and have to be burdened by that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Does that make and sense? No, no, absolutely it does. I think I think that the, the key there though is that the episode like the episode isn't concerned with that stuff. It's more concerned it, the episode is concerned with that stuff over the story mechanics that we were talking about just before. Like it's concerned with that the event of the of the partition and how that the effect that had on communities mm. And then obviously, like, you know, that has echoes in the in the Indian diaspora mm. in, in Britain. Mm. And, I mean, it was this episode was written by a, an Indian man, Vinay Patel, mm-hmm. uh, who uh, has written, who has written apparently an incredible um, uh, televi- a telemovie or something called uh, Murdered by My Father or something, which deals okay. with, like, Indians in, in, in Britain and, and that sort of thing. Oh, wow. Um, so, I think that's... He obviously was bringing his yeah. own history to it. That, he had a story that he wanted to mm. tell. And I think he told that story, but in a way that maybe didn't quite fit Doctor Who. Yes. Yes. Like there's there's certain conventions that Doctor Who brings with it that you have to sort of work under. And I think that if they'd made it more clear going into the series that this is about the series, this is the series where the theme is the doctor realizing she can't help a lot of the time. Yeah. That she's impotent. In, instead in, of that in, just in, being in an ironic way, not being what? a man anymore, but is impotent. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, 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 there's, there's, it's just a series of like, oh, I can't do this. I can't, yeah. I'm not, uh, and, but it hasn't really been, or maybe it is, maybe that's what we're picking up on and just not. I know, don't think, they, I don't think they would be that subtle with it if they had, were doing it deliberately. Yeah. It seems mm. to have been mostly a side effect of mm. a lot of these stories. And I don't... Th- it doesn't feel like it's a deliberate choice on the part of the showrunners and everything. It just feels like this is this what this doctor does. She just... She shows up, helps where she can, mm. but she's very non-interventionist. She's very, okay, we've got to back away, you know, guys. Yeah. Back away slowly. And there are a few other things I just want to bring up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just a few questions. Sure. <laughs> so, one... How did they not work out that the holy man had been shot? Yeah, because they're like, looking. That's going, a three rifle. It's going to leave a mark. She's she's and he's there. He's, there's no blood on him, and she's going over him with the sonic, going, "Oh, my sonic's all confused." <laughs> well, and, was it confused because of the the purple space dust? I think that's probably maybe. Why. But had this purple space dust erased signs of a very visible gunshot injury? Yeah, sure. Why not? And, and so that was yep. that was one thing. Uh-huh. I was like, <laughs> okay, so he should have been seen to be t- okay. Yep. Okay. Sure. Okay. Yep. Okay. Then That's a minor um, there there are bigger plot holes in There are bigger plot ones. Things. So then they they um Although that was unclear. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but like that was unclear what had actually happened until it was explicitly stated on screen that Prem's younger brother had killed yes. him. I was like, oh, okay. But why kill him with the rifle? Why couldn't he have poisoned him with something? Like if they still had that old confusion. Yeah. T- to me, it was the fact that it was a rifle. Um, well, I think... I think A rifle makes a very obvious <laughs> wound. Well, yeah. And, and, and like, did no one hear the gunshot? Like he wasn't that far away. That's right. Very strange. Anyway. Although they did say that there'd been a lot of gunshots around that's because true. of the rioting. Yes. So maybe they thought it that's, was part of true. that. And maybe he was still a bit further away, but he can't yeah. have been that further away. He wasn't that far behind them on, on <laughs> Ox versus Foot. It was funny, though, the way he was like, don't worry, I'll be there. I was like, oh, you're not going to be there. <laughs> nope. Um, 
<laughs> the demons, the Vajazlers, they seem to say we witness the deaths of, of the unknown deaths. Yes. But the way the doctor phrased it was they witness people who die alone. They, they watch the deaths of people who die alone. Yes. Um, which makes sense for Canal because yep. he was in a war. He obviously got shot. Something happened. Sure. He died in the battlefield. And for the holy man, he got shot, I guess, by Manish and either Manish ran away or he was at a distance. So yep. he, he died alone. But presumably when they shot Prem at the end... Yeah. Manish was still right there, and but there were five he... guys on horses all watching but it. But then so, they, they left, I guess. Like, but did they leave him to die slowly in the ground, or did they shoot him immediately well, and he died? Because they're wit- they're witnesses to, like the way it was phrased, it wasn't clear. The way it was phrased yes. to me from the doctor same, seemed like for all the people who die alone and lonely and whose deaths yes. are not recorded, that's where the Vajazlas show up to witness. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> possibly does sound insensitive. I'm sorry. The Vigerians, the Valerians, no. The, the Jean Valjeans. The, the Jean Valjeans. Um, they turn up to give some meaning to those deaths. Yes, to, to acknowledge, their, to acknowledge someone's passing. There, yes. Yeah, which is actually quite a, quite a moving idea. Yes, it is and quite it's, moving. It's the sort of thing that, that we've seen in Doctor Who before. It's actually really... Yeah, it's a really moving idea. I thought. Yes. I think it marries up to Doctor Who quite well. It's and I don't have a problem with that. It was just the application seemed to be a little bit Total. fluid. Yes, well, what they class as like what dying they class alone as dying or, alone. Yeah, because I would have thought that Manish, upon seeing his brother shot, either he did it or one of those guys on horseback did it because it's never yeah. shown. But well, I, I seen that guy on, on horseback did it. But yes, but still, Manish was at the end trying to get his brother to come to his side, going, just come be, don't you love me? Like the whole time was all like, don't you love me, brother? Like, totally, yeah. So I cannot imagine that with that setup of a character that he would then go, yeah, no, I'm walking away. Like, oh, I no, feel I could, like... I could, see, I could see a scenario where he gets on a horse and rides away with his new best friends. Um, see, I couldn't see that. I, I, what I was expecting was to yeah. have Manish kind of realise what he'd done and have that moment of him like, what a, you know, I've killed my brother that I've actually done it. I've have, again, it was escaping the weight of responsibility from people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's in the episode, at least he is never forced to confront what he's done because he, and because the episode immediately pans his focus. Prem literally is standing there saying, this is not what I fought for in the war. Yeah. And, and the doctor has said to him, you're too young. You don't know what this is like. Hmm. And then all of a sudden he's, we, we never get to see him understand and experience what actually shooting a man in cold blood, even if it wasn't directly him, but actually watching it and not doing anything to stop it and seeing yeah. that. And I, again, I just felt that was a moment of um, responsibility for that character that yeah. was left open. Can I say, um, to, to shift focus back to the doctor briefly, I really hope that these episodes have been setting up the doctor actually stepping in heroically to stop something like this happening in a future episode. Oh, I see a long game. I really hope that this is like some sort of reinforcing technique where the doctor is like, no, we can't interfere. No, we can't interfere. Screw it. We've got to interfere here. Like, yes. this is ridiculous. And I think that will be, um, Jodie Whittaker's doctor moment. Okay. You know, I was talking on social media this week with, uh, Greg, friend of the show, Greg, uh, Gregoire. Oh, from, from the Smart, Smart Enough, Enough to Know, know Better, Better podcast. podcast. And also, uh, Dan Beeson, also from, from the, the Smart, Smart Enough, Enough to Know Better, Better podcast. podcast. Hello, who I'm sure we'll both be listening. Oh yes, absolutely. And, and telling and, us why we're wrong. Exactly. But let's, you know, le- let's leave them three I seconds talking, to just tell us 
You're wrong. Yes. Uh, one, two, three. Okay, there that's, that's their time. Yeah. Um, but we were talking on social media this week and it was actually really um, interesting because they were saying, uh, Greg in particular was saying, Jodie Whittaker hasn't had that this is the doctor moment. You know, in, in the first episode, there were a couple of moments that walked right up to that line, but they didn't really get over it. For me, anyway. I mean, other people might have found that they work for them. but And since then, I've really been searching and really hoping for that moment of, yeah, this is the Doctor. And I haven't really got there. But I do take heart from the fact that, you know, it took Peter Capaldi almost an entire season to have one of those moments. Like his, he He sort of had to wait until the very last episode of his first season to have that sort of moment of, I'm the doctor. He actually has that big speech, you know, I'm an idiot. Mm. You know, um, where he finally sort of, he, the, his struggle that whole season has been, who am I? I I've just mm. regenerated, who am I? Mm. And he's like, I know, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot in a box who travels through, tries to help. Mm. You know, I'm not a soldier, I'm not a general. Um, and it was that real crystallizing moment for the character. Uh I don't think Jodie Whittaker has had that moment yet, but then I don't know that she's been asking the question. You know, I think there's been sort of things sort of suggested, even, you know, in the Spiders episode, she says, oh, I don't know who I am yet, but that's not really been a running theme through Mm. these episodes. It's just that the show hasn't really figured out who this doctor is. Or maybe it has and it just forgot to tell us. (laughs) Yeah. I think there was always going to be some adjustment because, again, it's just it's so interesting to know or to think about how much of it may be due to the fact that she's um, a woman and the first woman is. Are they trying to not come out too strong? Are they just? Is it just the the writing that's not quite getting it? It's. Do you know what I mean? There's, I there's, feel like it's writing. There's I, that I don't extra think it's layer. Intentional. I don't think it's intentional. I honestly don't. I think everyone involved is trying to make as Doctor who a show as they possibly can. I just think... I think mm. if you had Peter Capaldi stay on for another season, I think the show would be having the same problems. There's I don't some, think it's the fact that Jodie Whittaker's a woman. I can't work out if there's some moments of hers that are Doctory that I like or don't like. For example, just she'll say things like Ryan said, um, if I don't know better, I think we're going demon hunting. And she goes, oh, is that a... Um, she said gold star, Gold right? star. Wait, wait well, am I doing points? Oh, I forgot about the points. It's like this weird... That's very doctory. I like that. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something about some of those things that she's saying where it just yeah. doesn't sit well. And then they there made was the also, joke... There was, there was a point, can I just say, there was one point where I would, I just laughed and laughed and laughed and it's so doctory. And she, it was when she asked Graham to go get all that like esoteric stuff. Oh, yes, stuff. the ox Go get ox spit and, and all yeah. that sort of thing. And then we, we cut to her with like this bubbling contraption and one, someone says, what is that? And she goes, science. And I'm like, that's fantastic. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> and that was fun. Uh, a chicken poo and a biscuit. And but a, a biscuit. biscuit. She loves biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just, yeah, I'm still coming to, to grips with some of the things. I wonder there was the whole separation of the, of the sexes before the um, marriage you know, obviously, uh, we mm. go with the other women and men go with the men, just, you know, have girls' night, boys' night. Yes, yeah. And the women were having henna tattoos. She's like, oh, this is the best thing ever. I never got this when I was a man. And everyone looked strangely at her. And then Yaz said, oh, doctor, you and your jokes. Yeah. Now, is that, do they know? Do they, are they, like, is that just Yaz going, oh, you and your jokes? As in, do, does she know that the doctor oh, that's a good point. has... Yeah. 
being previously I up until this point being a male time lord i think Yes, probably didn't know that, but is but has been around the doctor for long enough at this point to know that sometimes she says weird things like yes. that, and she just sort of covered for covered her. the awkwardness. Yeah, and then obviously like Jodie Whittaker's like, ah, yes, the regeneration of of, of uh, body and gender. What a comedian! You yes, know, like, that was. I I didn't quite know how to take that. I think some people on social media seem to really yeah. love that line, but I I did it. I, it just no, it, it felt very, it felt very weird to me, yeah. and I was like. Uh, okay. Like, it was fan. Point? I felt it was kind of aimed at fans, or was it? I well, I don't know. Like it, maybe it, it I need seemed, to rewatch it. It seemed very scattershot. Like I was like, I'm not sure what the point of that line mm. is. Like, why have it there? Why? Why then? What was what? What broader point were you trying to make? And if it was just funny, if it was just meant to be a funny, awkward moment, like. That feels like a weird time to call it, it was the a, fact a, that the doctor used to be a man. Why, why not just go, ha, huh, oh, I, I always make silly jokes. Uh, I'm just such a comedian. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, the way it was phrased it was, was The way really it was phrased was yeah. odd. And then the other issue, because I'm just interested to know how, how much Ryan, Yaz and Graham know about the doctor previously, how mm. much they're going to know, how much are they going to find out. Like if they introduce another character or an alien or a, a nemesis or something who knows the doctor from previous incarnations are they going to sort of throw it up there and go oh you've changed and <laughs> then they're left going hang on what what happened and i'm sure they'd be very fine and accepting and go yes. oh okay that's cool but i'm just I'm, interested is that something we can expect to see like, sure absolutely yeah How, now that now that you say that i just so wish they hadn't killed off michelle gomez as as the Missy, because that would be glorious. Did they? Can you ever kill off? Well, I'm no, no, but but they wouldn't have killed the master. But like, it just becomes a question of. I guess I guess uh, she could have regenerated into a time lady again. There's nothing to say she would have reverted yeah. back to her mastery ways. Yeah, that's right. I, I'm just thinking of like Michelle Gomez as Missy in particular. I think would have delightful fun with the doctor like copying her basically and i don't it's like, know oh, you're a woman now too oh everyone's doing yeah, it. yeah that's true you know? but i feel like there's something less camp about the series so far that's true that's true you yeah know, it's very much more grounded because capaldi know, had the ability to be traveling alien exactly but, and, yeah. but capaldi being the i guess show, show a bit showmany in the way that he was or a bit yeah, big yeah, yeah. character well it was still it was still very much i mean it was a moff it was still the moffat era and it was still yes. that style of show mm. it was a big fairy tale like mm. that was that was the modus operandi of whereas this one still is the broad church it's gritty the, realism it's the procedural yeah, yeah that's, procedural it's, it's procedural Doctor that's Who, right Doctor Who is a procedural so could you have someone a crazy character like the <laughs> missy come in and be like you copied me how would you i wouldn't ever wear that dreadful outfit that's, that's true actually she would clang would wouldn't clang, she? i think yeah and that's what i'm really interested if they bring the master in is the master going to be a more down-to-earth kind of master. Well, no, because more... the master is, like, inherently over-the-top, like, moustache-twirling evil. But can they do that in this current I... form? The Daleks, even. The Daleks are the campus or the Cybermen. Well, they're super the camp like, They've said that, like, they, weren't, they wouldn't be bringing back any of their classic monsters, and maybe that was deliberate, because a lot of the classic monsters are extremely camp. Mm. Um, like, the Daleks in particular, but, like, the Cybermen, like, even, like, someone like the Sontarans. Like, can you imagine Strax... In yes. this season of Doctor Who, yes, the Paternoster game, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it just make it would make no sense at all. Yeah, that's right. I'd never thought about that before. That, that's that's I, a very good observation. Is just that those that stuff wouldn't fit. 
Yeah, I'm expecting like a serial killer to be the ultimate big bad. <laughs> I'm expecting them to go up against Jack the Ripper or something. Has the Doctor ever gone up against Jack the Ripper? Uh, not in the show. Probably, probably in the big finish, like oh, right. audio dramas or something. To I'm me, not, that's just yeah. waiting to happen. Particularly if they're doing the whole like we have to remember that women died here and it was a terrible event. Uh, you know, if they're going to go with yeah, that, that, yeah. that angle of <laughs> justice and truth telling and yeah. that sort of thing. Which I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be like oh, the show's all social justice warrior. I'm really not trying to say no, that. No, no, no. I'm just trying to say that there, there is a mood change, a tone change. Totally, there has been a massive tone shift in the show. And yeah, I think that someone like the master going blue, 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 and and the doctor going yes, yes, doctor, I will destroy you this time. Yeah, it's like oh, that doesn't fit anymore. Um. Oh my god, my. For some reason, I had my alarm set. <laughs> Your awesome alarm. What was that? That was um, Disco Machine, Damien Cowell's Disco Machine featuring Tony Martin. Very good. But the song is, um, I think it's Where the Fuck's the Venger Bus. Yes. It's an awesome song. It's all about how I was promised the Venger Bus and where is it? It's genius. (laughs) Look up Disco Machine. Um, But that's my alarm for the morning. So I'm like, oh, God. Of course, currently at the moment living the life of the uh, jobbing actor as I am. Mornings are an arbitrary measure. (laughs) Mornings are a thing that happen to other people. Well, you will laugh, but my parents have now decided that they're going to uh, make me healthy. <laughs> so we've started like a walking club twice a week. Excellent. So they come around because they don't like to walk when it's hot. And that's fair enough. Sure. We live in Queensland. It's a hot place. So, But they go walking at uh, 6 a.m., oh, wow. 6.30. So yep. they're like around going, come on, let's go. And off we mm-hmm. go for a walk, toddle <laughs> up and around the place. So, um, yeah, so I will Very have nice. to set that alarm for the morning. Unfortunately, because what's happened is I've had weird sleeping patterns where I'm not going to bed till quite late. Mm. Sometimes I've come home from these walks and then just gone back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and go, I'm just going to have a little nap and then wake up several hours later going, oh, that was a bit mm. weird. But I'm just, I'm working at odd hours. But- Sure. It's all hey. I'm still working. It's just okay. At eight o'clock, I might do three hours of work at night, and then the next morning, I'll do a bit at seven a.m. after a walk, and then go for a nap. What I'm saying is, don't judge me. <laughs> I'm, this, is, this is a judgment-free zone. I'm right? judging me enough sure. for everyone. Exactly. I have another question. Yes. That I don't know if you picked up on, but I wanted answered by someone. <laughs> and um, I'm the one who's sitting in front. And of you're me, the so, one yep, who's sitting here. Here we go. How does? Um, <laughs> Nanny Umbreen not remember that Yaz was at her wedding? <laughs> yeah. Because they, they set up that Yaz had met her nanny at the start and her friends weren't there. So conceivably, she has not met Yaz's friends. Sure. So she would not know that Yaz's really good friend now is the woman who married who them. Married the doctor them. who married yes. them. In 1947. That would probably be discombobulated. I feel like she would recognize that if she saw um, the doctor. Well, it's like that whole Back to the Future thing where, you know, Marty's parents don't realize that the the really cool guy they met in 1955 looks exactly like their youngest son. Exactly. Uh, it's just one of those timey-wimey and, things that well, I'm prepared right. to sort of accept. I, I figured that maybe, maybe as she grows up, she doesn't recognize... Yes, exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah. So it's a because she's known thing. her from a baby. So as the grandmother, she's known her granddaughter from a baby. So she grows up not really thinking of it. Yeah. But as soon as, surely, as soon as the doctor comes in, she'll be like, "Oh my god, you're that, you, you're that, you're you, you're you, you married me. What's going on?" And then the truth will have to out. 
but how I still think that she would remember Yaz and go, wow, you've grown into a woman who looks exactly like the woman who but maybe turned she just, up randomly. I mean, because she was, spo- she was supposed to be like a cousin. True, so true, So maybe it's just like that thing, like, yo, you look exactly like um, that, that it was, cousin yeah, who was uncle, at my wedding. Uncle Malik's yeah. third cousin's granddaughter's sister or whatever she was. I, I, love, I, I, I thought that was a really clever touch where she's like, oh, I'm Uncle Malik's daughter. And yeah, there's, like, lots of uncle, there's lots yeah. of Uncle Malik. She's like, I know. Yes. <laughs> I'm, from, I'm from over there. That way. Yeah. That way. A bit further. Just over the hill. Um, so, um, yes. I also, I also loved um, Sheffield being an exotic, exotic uh, foreign yeah. location. That's what, that was a nice touch. Yes. Um, just a lot of, it was a lot of really lovely stuff in this episode. Yeah, it and I didn't, I didn't have, um, as I say, I think it was the one that I enjoyed the most. Yeah. But it was not in any means... Perfect. No, no, absolutely not. And that's that's the thing that I think is is the the strange thing about this season is that most of these episodes there's been a lot to like in them, um, but it's just something's not clicking properly. And th- this one got the closest to it. And it's interesting that this is the one episode that hasn't been written by Chris Chibnall or was in some way ah. sort of in uh, you know because he even he co-wrote the Rosa, Rosa Parks one, episode yeah. and then he has written every other um, I episode so, I yeah. think because so I think far. he's written five out of the ten yes so yeah and and so and he's then has written, five other writers working on but he's obviously writers, working yeah. with them that's it but but it felt like he was a bit more hands-off on this one because I think uh, Vinay Patel has written for TV before right whereas I don't think the writer of Rosa had written for television before I'm Fair happy enough. to be corrected on that, but I don't think that was, which is why I think he was more heavily involved mm. in that script. Whereas this one, you could feel that he wasn't, he hadn't sort of touched it as much. Mm. Uh, so it felt different to what had come before. Mm. So I, I, in a good way, mm. uh, but I thought it wasn't quite there. It wasn't mm. quite at the level of, yeah, that was a really good episode. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. You don't you come know, out like, of it going, oh, that was a ball terror. What, what, yeah, what, a, what a really great episode of Doctor Who. It's like, no, it was good. I had a good time. I liked it. I thought it was really sweet. It was affecting. Mm. Um, you know, the emotional moments that are supposed to be affecting are affecting. Like it hits all the right, all the right marks, but just something's something's not quite right, mm. and I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. I was reading that uh, the moment the somewhere someone saying you know having more companions allows more moments between those companions without the doctor there. So there was that moment yeah, between yeah, Yaz between and Graham, Yaz and Graham which was really talking good, about, yeah. Hey, we're here and we're living this moment and it's good to just live your life and think mm. about it later. Yeah. Um, and they don't, they don't saddle Graham that they could have easily done it and saddled him with being the, the white British guy. Yeah. But there's a couple of nods to there's it. There's a little bit, yeah. there's a couple of nods, but they don't ever make him the guy who they dump everything on, which I thought was, an interesting way to go and pretty welcome in the sense that like he hasn't done anything like he's just he's just there trying to help mm. you know I thought that was really interesting they they deliberately they, it felt like they deliberately didn't do that because mm. um, this was more about the country itself sort that's of right. tearing itself apart and the yeah the, the neighbor against neighbor and yeah. brother against brother that's and it. as opposed to the 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 white men I did think it was really funny the references to that Prem made to angry men on the radio yes, and yes. <laughs> you know that parallel of people being whipped into a mob yes. and you know those sorts of things which, which I should have put more in my yeah. yeah I meant to put that in my recap parallels I forgot. to our time I'll have to add that in um, but Ang- yeah the, angry men on the radio angry men on the radio and I thought that was and listen, reading pamphlets and all that mm. sort of stuff to show that yeah this this stuff has 
happened before. Sure. Just been advanced by uh, social media. Totally. So we have to work out the next step of our Doctor Who episode. Yes, we do. And I don't know because we normally are trying to... I think what we need to do possibly from this episode is find a historical period in which to put the Jefferson starfish. Yes. (laughs) Because... That's just recurred now a couple of times. And so maybe that's the, the challenge for us is to have the Doctor turn up at a particular time period. Yes. Where for some reason there is a giant a giant starfish. starfish. Mm. So how... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, pick a... Histo- well, was maybe there, was there like a, a World's Fair by the beach one well, time? Well, we mentioned or... Jack the Ripper. Should well, we do Jack true. the Ripper? Well, okay, we well, make it Victorian. So the time in the time of Jack the Ripper, yes. Whitechapel, London. Look, I happen to know a lot about that time. But does, it has I'm to a be, bit of a fan a... of Jack. I'm not obviously not a fan of Jack the Ripper. Yes. Please understand, I'm just a fan of serial. Kill- <laughs> I'm not a fan of serial killer. I'm not. A fa- I'm just a fan. You really love his work. I just really love Jack the Ripper's work. Um, it's. <laughs> People will hate me. No, no, I, I've always liked serial killers since I was, you know, 13, 14. Jack the Ripper. Fascinated. Jack the Ripper is your gateway serial killer. It is, yeah, yeah. And then you move on up to your Ted Bundys and your Ed Gaines, Ed, and, Ed, Ed Gaines and John Wayne Gacy. Sure. And uh, the guy. The, Zodiac killer. Yeah, Zodiac. <laughs> all that. And your, and your BTKs. Sure. And the, the one with the... Um, oh, who am I thinking of? The nurse's guy and the night stalker. And anyway, so you've got, you've got your, 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 your big, what are the podcast, last podcast on the list? They call it heavy hitters. You've got your heavy hitters. Yes. The, big <laughs> the big guns. And then you go more into you your, your crazy. Serial killers, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, or you've got the ones who like, ones. They're looking for their big brain. Wow, but... I didn't, I didn't know about that one. How creepy. <laughs> How super creepy. There's a really good podcast called Case File that you can listen mm. to. It's a, a true crime podcast. Yeah. I think it's, American Australian, but started Australia because the guy who hosts it is an Australian and he's yes. got this very Australian voice. Mm. But and they he's... do a lot of cases that are Australian or, or American, so I think they've expanded and got American researchers. Sure. But you never know his name. He he doesn't have a name. He hosts it anonymously. So it's so funny hearing about all these cases, but with this very Through this thick Australian accent. Ocker Australian accent. <laughs> um, but they just did one on the toy box killer. Okay. Who was a guy in the late nineties, early two thousands, and they didn't get him – I think they got him on an attempted murder, but they reckoned that he murdered, like, dozens and dozens of women. Right. But they could never find any bodies or proof. But the, there were lots of women who disappeared at certain times. And also he had – what's his toy box was essentially a, uh, a, a – I think he had a truck, but he also had a shed. Right. Uh, maybe it was a tr- – anyway, I can't remember. Listen to Case File. He kitted out. He had a torture chamber, basically. Right. And he would tape videos and – tapes of himself and play it to the women that he was torturing. They eventually got him because someone escaped, managed to escape. And right. Anyway, creepy stuff like that. Yeah. The world is full of weird shit. Okay, so we're going to do that. So we've got Jefferson Starfish. This <laughs> yes. is going to be great. Jefferson Absolutely. Starfish. And it's the time of Jack the Ripper because we mentioned that. That's good. So now are we doing the thing where we say Jefferson Starfish was the Ripper? And the, Maybe. Re- the reason he was never caught was because he went back to his home planet. Uh, or he was stopped by the doctor. I think that's very formulaic, and yeah. now we've let down okay. the audience. Right. I think sure. we need to find a twist on <laughs> um, on Jefferson Starfish, Jack the Ripper, and and obviously the Doctor uh, and Co. Team Tardis turning up. Eighteen eighty eight. Yep. Autumn. Mm. Whitechapel. It's cold. 
nobody likes sex workers. Uh, you know, it's oh man. There's green skies because Krakatoa erupted. No, that was that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. that 1888? I think so. That was that was the. It was around that time. There had been there had been 18 months of uh, green sunsets. You're probably things. right because I remember. Because um, people thought it was the end of the world. They were like, it's a sign of the end of the world. All these murders tied into that. Ah, uh, hang on, hang on. 1883. You're five years out, Stu. Well, <laughs> Jesus. Yes, but I'm saying, uh, anyway. I know. I, I think, I think there, had been, there had been, yes. Do you remember the very first episode of Christopher Eccleston's Doctor? Yes. When um, Rose goes to, is it Rose who goes to this random guy's house on the internet? Yes, yeah, that was the and, very first episode. And it's like, yeah. what, have you heard of this guy, the Doctor? He's like, you've seen the Doctor? Yeah. And he has this like <laughs> old PC <laughs> running but Windows has, 95 of, of all these things of the Doctor. something that seems very, uh, very idiosyncratic. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Nerdy? Very out of step with... What, the, what we know of the series now, it's all Christopher Eccleston. It's not the different yes, faces. Yes, yes. Well, I think that was their way of showing that he's been traveling through time for a while sure. with this face. Yeah. And one of the things is they've got um, 1883 and a picture of Christopher Eccleston. And I just went, oh, Krakatoa. Like, I remember watching it with <laughs> Greg and Simon Feeney, my mate Simon Feeney. And they just said 1883. And I just went, oh, Krakatoa or something like that. And I yeah. picked it straight away because I'm good with a lot of dates, but just not that one. I forgot. But 1888. Jack the Ripper. Yes, exactly. Jack the Ripper. Have you been on a Ripper tour? I have. I've yes. been on a couple. As have I. Oh, they're cool. fun though. They they're, are cool. they're fun. It's, it's kind of sad. Crowded. It, I, I went, so yes, crowded. I, I went on one a while ago and a lot of the old buildings were still there. And the I went on one quite re, well, relatively recently and some of the old buildings had mm. started to disappear just because London is changing. Mm. And the, yeah, further I imagine. We, the further we get from it, the, the further you can you get from being able to actually, actually be picture it, where yeah. they where yes. these things happen. Yes, they like can you go. You can stand physically, but like the space that was occupied. Yeah, that's right. It's got a flat on it now, like, flats on it. Or you know, something. like Mitre Square is still there, but how much but longer got, it's going to yeah, be? Yeah, they've there, got you know? yeah. offices all around. Exactly. Yeah, I remember. I think there was even a difference between the first one that I went on. I went on it like a teenager, you know, yeah. 15, 16. And then one uh, in my twenties, possibly, and then one again. When did I go on the last one? Yeah, I've been, I've been on a few. Um, it's <laughs> it's probably not healthy, but that's cool. We're going to figure out. We're going to figure. I because the thing is, I don't think you could say who Jack the Ripper is unless we can work it out because it's going to be a bit dark. It's not really an episode for kids. Uh, this episode of Doctor Who, <laughs> kids kids are going to be weirded well, out. Will Jack the Ripper be in the episode, or will it sort of be happening? Just happening. That's like, right. It's a climate of fear. Yes. Yeah, I'll write that down. Climate, climate of, of fear. fear. Into which steps a giant starfish? A giant... Did, well, we, at we, least we human size. Jefferson Starfish was a giant starfish? Or I, I mean, if you've got a name like Jefferson Starfish, <laughs> I don't think you can be small. No, very And look, true. maybe very Jefferson true. Starfish is not actually a star... Maybe it's a starfish spaceship. No, True. that's no, but no. then it's Jefferson Star- it's Starship. It's just Jefferson yeah. Starship at that point. No, it's got to be a star. It's got to be a starfish. Okay, it's got to be a starfish. <laughs> that's the name <laughs> of the episode, Doctor Who. Got to be a starfish. Um, so we okay. I this is going to be weird, but we've got another couple of episodes to gather more uh, information. So maybe next week can yes, inform. Exactly. 
what maybe the villain it'll make you know what other problem might be happening um and then i can write it so for episode 10 or maybe just after yeah. we can actually release uh for our christmas special which is the um Jack the Ripper, Jefferson Starfish. Now, yeah. I also want to point out that Dan from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast has actually sent me like an episode or like a short episode adventure, Doctor Who adventure that he wrote years ago and found and said, oh, do you reckon that you and Stu would be interested in doing this for your podcast? Oh, and I went, what, like, yeah, do it, like, actually like recording it. it like a, yeah. Right, like he, okay. I think he, he wrote it on a fancy to submit to Big Finish or something. He never totally. did. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. But now that we're writing our own, I think what we should do is do both of them and then let people vote. <laughs> You know, which is the better story? Dan's carefully considered Doctor Who adventure. Yes, or the or, one that we've come up with on the fly as as a joke. Yes, as a joke. Yeah. yeah. And look, if anybody else has their own Doctor Who adventures, <laughs> keep them short. Like, don't yeah. send us, you know, three hour long Don't Don't send us your spec epics. script. Like, yeah. please don't. But... But, but if you have like a short thing, in, yeah. we can record, you know, just put in some dialogue and what kind of voices are needed <laughs> and we'll just do the accents as best we can. Sure. And uh, as sensitively as we can. And <laughs> it's just really tricky with accents these days. It's just really we're hard. We're living in a poster poo world. Yes. Is it, well, exactly. Appropriately enough. So um, I think that's it for this week. Is there any, any final thoughts on the episode? I, I love I love the doctor officiating the wedding. I thought that was really really good. Oh, it was a really you? nice touch. I did, yeah, I did. Okay, question though: yeah. Why did the doctor use her sonic screwdriver to get rid of the rope? She got buzzes the ro- the rope was literally just hanging onto a stick. She could have reached her hand out and the just. The doctor uses the sonic fl- for everything. <laughs> like, I just felt that from, from was, everything from an electronic door opener. I just to, felt that was showing off. Like yeah. nobody nobody sort of had the moment of going. It's very why doctor are you to show off though? But it's about them, not you and your freaking Sonic. That's true. Like, just get... She's a bad celebrant. That's... Why is she in the book she, of she celebrants? Would, she would get a bad... She, well, exactly. She's yeah. in the book of celebrants. Maybe this is how she gets in there. So I, I just thought that was a bit... Just, just use your hand, Doctor. You don't need to... It's not a locked door. She gets door. a very poor Yelp review afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> you can Yelp review celebrants? Probably. Oh, imagine so. <laughs> There's a lot of very boring ones out there, Stu. There are, yes. Um... A lot of people who just go, you know what I could do to make some extra cash? Become a celebrant. Yes. And they've monopolized the market and they're very dull. Yes, absolutely. No sense of rhythm and rhyme and pacing in their speeches that they make people say. It's terrible. Anyway, hire me. Um, <laughs> go get this married. This is you launching your celebrant This career. is my new career. Go get married at the registry office for cheap. And then when you have your ceremony, hire me to come along. Sure. And just do some banter. Absolutely. Get people laughing. Hmm. Throw some impro it's in there. It's a joyful occasion. That's right. Make it last. I still remember, ladies and gentlemen, just a final anecdote to end on at, <laughs> at Stu and his lovely wife's Rose wedding, Rose's yeah. wedding, which I got to go to. There was a bit of a technical hiccup through the ceremony and because it was an Indian... It was uh, a Hindu, Hindu wedding. Hindu, yeah, yeah, Hindu yeah, wedding. And so there was a minor hiccup where we had to pause for a moment. Yeah. And I was sitting in a back row and because you had to stay seated because you were like in a special seat together. Yes. So yeah, you, yeah. you had to remain seated. It was a lovely, it was a beautiful wedding, but there was this moment of pausing where we were just, you know, quietly chatting amongst ourselves. Well, there wasn't a moment. It was about 45 minutes. I, look, I didn't want to say that <laughs> because I didn't want to imply it was, it, it, there was a technical hiccup that had to be solved, Totally. but it was, a, it's a great story because at one point I managed to catch Stu's eye <laughs> and we're, you know, me and Dan from the Smart Enough to Be, yes. we're the slackers up the back. And I look at Stu and I just point at Dan and I, and I'm like, 
should we get up and do some improv? And I just, I just mouthed it at Stu. Now, of course, I am joking. I would not have actually done that and, you know, sullied the moment. Except if I had it said was, yes, you absolutely would have. No, 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 I wouldn't Which would have. have been amazing. No, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have freaked we, everyone we out. But we were like, But okay, it was just, what was funny was I just was able to catch Stu's eye at the right moment to do this whole like, huh, us, huh, huh, yeah, huh? And he knew what I was saying and laughed. And I was like, yay, I got to make Stu laugh. Yeah. <laughs> And <laughs> this technical hiccup moment. <laughs> but yes, then it was solved and everything else went perfectly and swimmingly. It was a wonderful night. It I mean, actually, you know, I, was, I, I felt a small personal connection to this episode because, yeah. of that, because like, you know, I, that, that reminded me of my wedding a little bit. Oh, uh, so yeah, there fair was enough. a little bit of there was a little bit of that. And so I, I was, you know, I was oh, really. Would you um, renew your vows with like a doctor as as doing the vows well I will now <laughs> now that you put that idea in my head that's all you I know, want to do you know on your 10 year anniversary or something you can hire Peter I'm Capaldi to come out I'm going to my wife but let me get back <laughs> to you she'll be up to it she'll yeah, be up yeah, to it totally just renew the vows with the doctor going love is all around no wait that's the opening <laughs> love actually is all around that's, that's the opening love actually is all around that's the opening and we've come full circle love hate actually which is playing at the Brisbane Powerhouse from the 22nd to the 25th of November <laughs> you can come along Please buy tickets, brisbanepowerhouse.org.au. Just do it. It's a fun show. Come on. Don't worry about it. Just get into it. Get amongst it. And with it. that shameless plug. Shameless plug. No, but it's not, I mean, you're paying me for a service. Exactly. Like, I'm not ripping you off. You're getting your $28 <laughs> worth of comedy gold. I promise you. Totally. Oh, I hope people like it. Anyway. It's a great, it's a great show, guys. I've seen Thank this. Thank you, Stu. It's very, oh, very good. And next week... Sizzle, 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 sizzle. I'll have more news on the show front that oh, we can talk about. Oh, yes. Sizzle, sizzle, sizzle. What's a good song? What's a good sizzle song that we can end on for the theme music? What's a good sizzle? Hmm. What's a good, That's like... That's a good question. Um, like, uh... Is there you ain't seen about, nothing yet? You ain't... Oh, okay. <laughs> there we go. We'll do that. Yeah. I really hope they haven't seen anything yet because if, if people are listening and they're like, oh, no, that's the same old shit, um, the song won't work. But okay, play the theme music. Now. Yay. Woo, this band is great. Who is this band? I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> it's an American, it's an Australian band. Uh, no, it's an American band. Okay, all right, good. It's, it's, it's rocking, it's a rocking tune. It's a rocking tune. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next week for more Doctor Who adventures. And I think we're getting a guest host next week. I hope we are. Yes. yes. We're, we're, we're trying, trying to, to organise it. But we're trying to tee yeah. up a guest uh, guest commentator to come in and join us. So we will hopefully have them with us next week. Very exciting. And see you then. Bye. Bye.